Okay, folks, welcome to Amateur Hour. Before we get started, we're going to talk about Kansas City Beer Company. We've been telling you for a few weeks now that this beard trio is everything that you need to make sure that your beard is as manly and deliciously smelling and looking as possible. I've been using this this wildfire, the beard oil. I think I'm looking good. I think I'm feeling good. I use it as as bubble bath to to drown my sorrows after the Chiefs loss. You, didn't work. It didn't. It Did, didn't make. Didn't bubbles. work. No. No. But you probably were. I like, just felt oily all over my body, so that's oh. cool. Oh, okay, that's cool. All right, no complaints. Well, listen, these are good friends of ours. They run a company right here in Kansas City. Support a local product. As you listen to a local product. So right now, go over to kcbeardco.com. Buy yourself some products made right here in Kansas City. Made of 100% organic ingredients. Get yourself some of that beard wash. Some of that beard bomb. Some of that beard oil. Whether that's for you during No Shave November. Or for (laughs) someone who's actually committed to having a beard year round. No Shave November. Because, you know, facial hair is a lifestyle choice. Dirk's got some strong feelings about No Shave November. <laughs> well, uh, folks, we want to give a big shout-out to Casey Beard Co. Thanks for supporting Amateur Hour, and we support them, so go support them, too. Let's talk some Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to Amateur Hour, folks. You got Ryan Scott Hall and his darkness with some breaking news. What's so, um, I think I think we're probably just going to take this clip that we um, are are doing after recording the show and putting it at the beginning. Oh wow! Um, Shooting to the front of the line. So what? a chat, a chat and chew, um, a chat and cut. Yeah. What happened, Dirk? Uh, Chief signed old Darrell Revis. Finished the show, looked at my phone, had about 12 notifications from people saying, Revis. Let me... Let me... <laughs> from Adam Schefter. The Chiefs have been trying to sign Darrell Revis for much of the season for Source. He wouldn't take the deal. Until now. I... For much of the season. I mean, has he... Has, Why now? Has he come in and, like, done a workout? I mean, I... I just... Who did he play with the Jets last year, correct? I don't know, but I thought wasn't he like the worst corner in the league the last season that he played? We've got PFF here, 2016 splits, weeks one through eight, 1.56 yards allowed per coverage snap. Weeks nine through 17, 0.88 yards allowed per coverage snap. So got better as last year went on. I have no idea if those numbers are good because I have no nothing to compare it to here. Um, at least we're doing something. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, we kind of need, like, a an alpha dog. Is that fair to say? In the secondary? In Yeah, in the defense. In the defense? Hmm. Maybe in the locker room? Like, we need someone to come in and, and fucking be a man? Bring some fire to the team? Um, that's incredibly interesting. He is already listed on the roster on Chiefs.com. And I'm trying to Let me just say, Darrell Rivas was maybe the best cornerback I've ever seen. I've, as most people know who listen to this, I love cornerback play. And Darrell Rivas shutting down Randy Moss during the 07 Patriots season 
was one of the biggest accomplishments I've ever seen. Now, that was 2007. You may have heard that, that mm-hmm. detail. So it's nine years later, ten years later, depending on which year you're on. Uh, but yeah. I mean... Darrell Rio, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Maybe he'll go in there as a chief. He's 32 years old. Not as old as I would think. Um, he will probably get to wear 24. It doesn't look like we have a 24 right now. <laughs> I like how that's what you're worried about. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the retroactive move? Who do you drop? I think we will discuss later on this podcast to the listeners. Phil Gaines. I mean, I think that that's well. We need what, special teamers. I think that's like probably kind of what Chiefs fans want to see. But given just what's transpired over the last few weeks, would you be surprised if they suddenly decided to just drop Williams? Williams or. So Mitchell, Terrence. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Williams? Ter- Terrence Mitchell. Um, no, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, what you're going to need out of your bottom corners now is special teams play. So you assume it'll be Revis, uh, Revis Peters, Peters, Nelson. and Nelson playing. What you need out of four and five is the ability to play on special teams. Yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't know who can do that or not. Really, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Any what if we, of them what if we are... cut Tomba? Wouldn't be weird. Wouldn't shock me. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just. So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Byron Maxwell was on the market. Um, he ended up getting signed by the Seahawks when Richard Sherman tore his Achilles. Uh, started the other night against Atlanta. Um, you know, people were throwing out these different options, and people kept mentioning Revis because he knows the defense, um, familiar with Bob Sutton, familiar with the scheme, and. I mean, to me, this is, dude, this is like, it's the ultimate boomer bust. And I mean, my fear here, and again, I guess it depends on kind of what you're thinking, how you're feeling about the team. It seems like there's no risk for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's why it's uh, not. Based on the contract, but like. He could be bad, but who cares? Right, and if he and if he's bad, then you just get rid of him or whatever. I mean, yeah. we we could sign and cut him each of the next six weeks, like C.J. Spiller, if we really want, or I guess if he's willing to. But <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't think that'll happen. Um, I I guess I sort of have this this nightmare that's playing out in my head right now of Revis getting beat like a drum, like Demarcus Robinson did. In that playoff game against the Colts, he's better. Oh, I guess I can't say he's better than him. We don't know. I mean, if it you said Demar Dunta Robinson, Dunta Robinson, like it's it's mainly just like if you are too old and your body can't do it anymore. I mean, if it's too loud, you're, you're too old. Wouldn't you think that at this point, like if Darrell Revis was good, he would have been on a team before week 11? Well, it sounds like we've been trying to sign him for the whole season. I don't know why now would be the time other than just like... He wants the money, I guess? Or they're just like... He would have made more money gonna, signing earlier, Listen, you're going to start on Sunday. Well, here we got a quote from Andy, who's apparently already spoken on this. I'd think his role would be to step in and be a starter. That's how I'd look at it. Adds, it might not be immediate, depends on how he does. I mean, you're not bringing him in to be a backup. That's no, for sure. absolutely not. I he's mean, going to get not, a shot. It's not depth. It's they're bringing him in there to start. I would bet he is the third corner on Sunday. Is my bet. I bet you see Peters and Nelson start, and then Revis come in as the third corner. Yeah, I mean, I think 
It depends on, I guess, I don't know who's healthy for the Bills, but for some reason I think that like both Benjamin and Jordan Matthews are out. Benjamin got hurt bad, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be, like, you know, this is going to be pretty soft. <laughs> Have fun. Interesting. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, the Chiefs signed Darrell Rivas. I think it's weird. Um, I I don't know if it's if it's like a significant move or not, but at the very least, I will give them credit for trying. They're trying something. Yeah. I think that it will, at the very least, energize Chiefs fans until Darrell Rivas plays. Because they're saying the Chiefs are not satisfied with what's happened. Yeah, I'd, man. What if what if the other move is we sign Darrell Rivas because we're going to try to fix the defense and we start Pat Mahomes because we're trying to fix the offense? What if it's just like Rivas gets to go play on Sunday, but so does Mahomes? I mean, I mean that'd be it'd be exciting for a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of blown away. I don't really know what to think. I mean, someone here brings makes a good point, like Lombardi here. Need to hope he can shape and can run because Peter's on the other side. All the throws are coming at Revis. It's kind of interesting. Our our season could come down to Darrell Revis all of a sudden. <laughs> oh man, uh, Bob Sutton was with the Jets from 2000 to 2011. Darrell Revis was there too. Lots of familiarity. I really like the if you're not going to throw at Marcus Peters, you're now going to. Pretty much throw at Darrell Rivas idea. Again, if if Rivas isn't terrible, I'm kind of shocked. He's only 32. I'm kind of blown away by that. Hmm. Not saying you're wrong because I'm seeing it here on multiple. Yeah, I mean that's tweets here. Um, that's what the Chiefs list, listed him as. Um, I. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, July 14th, 1985. We're two days apart. I officially like him. Oh, look that's, at that. That's a good take. We're birthday buds. <laughs> Kinda. Me and Reeves. Me and Reeves. <laughs> we were born near each other. DR. DR and RH. We're meant to be buds. Um. What? I'm excited. Do you have a Brandon Flowers jersey? No. We gotta find someone. I was always, right. more, of a, I was always more of a Brandon Carr guy. Donate to the Chiefs fans here at Amateur Hour. If you have a Brandon Flowers jersey, we're gonna need it. So that we can go to the Bills game on Sunday wearing Revis jerseys. How do you feel about that? Uh, sure. Donate jerseys and tickets and download the episode. All right, those are our thoughts on Darrell Revis. We're kind of tapped out because we just, you know, did like a 65-70 minute show. But yeah, enjoy the show! So yeah, have fun. Um, go Chiefs and wow, we have Darrell Revis now. All right. Okay, man. What is this, amateur hour? Yeah, I ain't no Superman businessman like you. You know, I'm just a... Amateur. I suppose. Amateur hour. Is what's happening. <laughs> amateur hour. Is what's happening. AHPKC is brought to you by ArrowheadPride.com. This is a show about football and friendship and fun. We're truthful, but not always accurate. We're red and yellow and ridiculous. 
We're basically Andy Reid's wardrobe, but but a podcast. Enough of the formalities. Can we talk Chiefs now? Let's go. Hour, folks. I'm Ryan Scott Hall, and my amigo compadre, best man in show right here, is Darkness. What's up? What's up, Dirk? You doing okay over there? What's up? The Chiefs started the season 5-0. and They are now 6-4. and That's not very good. Mm. Still somehow leading the division by two games, because, you know, you get to watch the Oakland Raiders go and play the New England Patriots in Mexico City and look absolutely terrible. And then fire their defensive coordinator and hire Pagano's little brother, and it's not going to make any difference because their offense isn't scoring any points. Remember last year when they had a great offense and a terrible defense, and then they fired their offensive coordinator and kept their defense coordinator? Yeah. That was, that was nice. I don't really know what's going on in Oakland, but frankly, I don't really know what's going on with Kansas City Chiefs either. So I want to start... No, let's talk about the Raiders. Let's do that. <laughs> feel better? <laughs> going to feel better talking about the Raiders? The Raiders! Uh, they won so many lucky games last year, they're just falling on their ass. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs is actually complicated. They don't look great, and I think they're probably going to fire Jack Del Rio when the season's over. Probably. That would be my guess. Gruden! Um, Bring back Gruden! So here's the deal. This this is where we're going to start. Are you guys okay. ready? Yeah. I'm going to propose... Oh, you weren't talking to me. ...that the Chiefs got Alex Smith on Sunday. All right? And here's my evidence. Line, New York City. The Big Apple, folks, at MetLife Stadium. The stat line for this week it's in New Jersey. comes from one Eli Manning, who finished the game 19 of 35 for 205 yards. No sacks, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He did have two carries for five yards with a long of eight somehow. He picked up a third long, didn't he? Uh, I don't know, uh. but... Is there a more Alex Smithian performance than going 19 of 35 for 205 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, and winning 12 to 9 in overtime? Uh, if it's not Alex Smith's stat line from Sunday, then yes. <laughs> there, then no, there is not a more Alex Smith stat line. I don't... That's, that's kind of the main thing. Alex has played so many games like this in his career, <clears throat> and we're all kind of freaking out, but we've just won a lot of those games in his career. Yeah. Through defense and special teams, and we just don't... Seem to have that anymore. I mean, obviously we don't have the defense. Special teams doesn't seem to be coming up with the big plays, at least they did last year and stuff. But Alex has played many, many games like that before in his career with a win next to his name instead of a loss. I, I mean, the turnovers like stand out as a little more glaring, yeah, I would say, though. That's a good point. Um, I want to ask you this question, and I don't know like if there is a right answer and it may not even be a, a good question. Those are like, my favorite questions. Those, like, both of those uh, disclaimers for a question, that makes it my favorite question. Was this a fluke? Like, is this is this like that Andy Reid stinker game that happens? Or, I mean, we're, we're one of our last five. So I don't like, is this, is this a fluke or is just the worst of what we've seen so far? Uh, I, I do think we put up a few of these every year. I think it's pretty equivalent to the Jacksonville game last year where we got outgained by over 200 yards. We won. And we won. 
Nick Foles! The Foles game! Yes, because uh, Chris Ivory like fumbled at the goal line, and it was pretty suspect, I think. And, but they mm-hmm. like moved the ball all over us and dominated us. And we still won, because they were Jacksonville last year, so... Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're definitely not... We all thought the bye week would snap us out of this, and it didn't. It looks... So, I mean, it, that's coming off the bye week to have easily the worst performance of the year. And that, that's not just the Chiefs' worst performance of the year. I think this is the worst game that any team has played in the NFL this season. Was it? I mean, what? I the Giants know. gave up 50-something last week. Yeah. Like, they've given up 82. Well, then that should be the worst performance. Was that? <laughs> they've given up 82 in the last two games before the Chiefs come to town, who are like the third-ranked offense in the NFL, and we scored nine points. They haven't scored a touchdown in over 90 minutes of game time. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. I don't, I don't understand how the Giants got so bad. I mean, they got talent. On their team, at least on their defense. Yeah, their defense is talented. Like I watched, I watched every snap in all twenty-two yesterday, and you know Vernon shows up quite a bit. Yeah. JPP shows up. Landon Collins was dominating the game. He's very good. Uh, Both their corners are good. Janoris Jenkins is good, and I know he was suspended for one of those games. But DRC's been like suspended multiple times too. But like he was playing last year, their defense was one of the best in the yeah, league. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that they're that bad. So they have talent on the team. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they were so bad. I don't know how they could give up so many points with that amount of talent on defense. That's yeah, fucking Giants, underachievers. They suck. All right. Um, I mean, how is that a moment of silence? <laughs> I just. I feel all right. Someone asked if we'd play. Who are you mad at? And I mean. I'm just going to start. I'm mad at everybody. Everybody. Man, I'm mad at everybody. Um, last week, as the Chiefs fans that we are, the fanalists that we are, we said, you know what? Fanalropists. It's, it's on Andy and it's on Bob to take this time to get these things corrected and scheme some things up. And, you know, obviously the players need to play better. They need to do better. But we just... We've seen the team go from 1-5 and five to winning their first playoff game in 30 years or whatever. Um, so we pretty much just kind of put the onus on the staff and said, we trust them. The Chiefs are going to be fine. And everybody looked at the back half of the schedule and said, this is going to be a cakewalk. The Giants were the worst team of the back half of the schedule. And sitting at 6-4, and four, the Chiefs could still reel off 6 in a row and go 12-4. and four. That's possible. But... I genuinely believe that the way that they played on Sunday, it's just, like, inexcusable. Okay. I just, like... Of course. I mean, you did say if we lose to the Giants, it's going to get ugly. Did I? And so, did I don't I don't know what that means, because you look pretty handsome today. Thanks. But, I just... I didn't mean I was going to get ugly. I'm... I don't think they were that bad. <laughs> I'm... I'm mad at everyone. Because are you mad at me? I don't think. Nah, it's okay. I'm not. We haven't watched the game for a while. You know that, right? You and I together. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Since Pittsburgh, I was I was got really excited. It's like I don't think we've watched the game since before we were five and zero, or since we were five and zero. But we did watch the Pittsburgh game together. Yeah. I guess I just um, I don't 
I don't know like where to point specific blame um, because I don't really th- I don't think that like the defense came to play. I think Reggie Ragland had his best game in the NFL, and that was exciting. Well, but I, mean, I also saw him like run himself out of plays multiple times, and I don't think that he had like some great game. Great for him, but not like great for you know a starting NFL linebacker. I think the defense played well. The Giants don't have a lot of talent on the offense. Their offensive yeah, line have... isn't good. They couldn't. It's it's tough to name a Giants receiver. Tavares King. Tavares King. Yeah. A John Dorsey favorite. Yeah. As reported by Amateur Hour. Yes. We were there. Uh, you know the other guy? Remember the other guy? The other guy that they liked? Yeah. Uh, no. Mike Gillisley. Oh, yeah. I liked I liked Both Gillisley. of them still bounce around the league. Yeah. John Dorsey strikes again. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, I don't... The Giants just aren't talented on offense, so... Uh, I mean, the defense did its job, I would say. Did you... Did you listen to the preview that the star did? No. So, I usually consume everything that Therese does, especially if it's not him on someone else's show. If it's just like Therese gets to control, like he's steering his own ship. Mm-hmm. And like, he talked to a beat writer for the Giants who just was like, this team is terrible. They have the worst offensive line in the league. Eli Manning's going to get sacked five or six times. And even I don't even know if he recognized that Frank Zombo was going to play all but, you know, two or three snaps or something on Sunday. But he basically just said, like, they don't stand a chance. Their offense is terrible. The Giants are so bad this year. They don't have any weapons except for Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram didn't do didn't really. much, really. Um, but I just... I feel like they didn't pressure Eli Manning all day, and and I do feel like they played like fairly decent against the run. It seems like they're making a commitment to try to stop that, but I just I don't know, man. Like I I think I heard I want to say it was Ron Parker after the game, and he was like, "Yeah, He's still on the team, yeah, oh. I'm still underrated." Really? Oh. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it was Ron Parker, and he was like, yeah, it's great that we held him to 12 points, but, like, we should have stopped him multiple times on that drive in overtime. Like, you have to get the stop, you know? And I think that that's, that's where it's hard for me to just say, oh, well, you know, it's it's totally on the offense. Like, you can look at the numbers and say, yeah, like, the offense had, had a pretty bad day. Alex had a bad day. Actually, but, weird thing about that. Hold on, I gotta find my stat. You gotta find it? Fuck, I don't have it. Oh, here it is. So I looked up every game under Andy Reid for the Chiefs to play. 78 games the Chiefs to play under Andy Reid. Our total yards in this game ranked 27th out of those 78 games. Really? How strange is that? That's really weird. 27th. And then we ran a lot of plays, so yards per play dropped it down to 45th. Mm-hmm. But still, 45th out of 78. So it's like the offense did some things, but obviously they just didn't get just didn't score the touchdowns. That you're Remember, for. remember that conversation. Well, need to score touchdowns. Yeah, and they turned it over, which yeah. they almost never do. Correct. Uh, I feel like it was like it was kind of a fluky game because of the wind and because Alex Smith just 
couldn't handle the wind, which I'm sure we'll get into. It's a whole, a whole another set of problems. Like that's not acceptable for a pro level quarterback. That's not an excuse. Yeah, best pass of the day thrown by our tight end. <laughs> best looking pass of the day. So that was kind of fluky, and then we just tried to gut it out, and we win that game under Andy Reid nine out of ten times, and we just didn't make the plays. And Andy Reid lost his goddamn mind when he threw had Travis Kelsey throw a pass with six minutes left in a 6-6 game when, when the Chiefs were ready to win that game 9-6. Like, we've seen that game before. God, we look awful. But we're going to get things done here at the end in a very boring way, and we're going to win this game 9-6. Can I? And then, I mean, Alex tip, Alex lost his mind when he threw that interception. Uh, no idea what he was throwing at or doing. It's, it's, like, it's like everybody started pressing and then wanted to be the hero. Like, Alex, on one scramble, he kind of rolled out right. It was one where he threw it to Travis Kelsey kind of deep, and it, and the wind just kind of, like, took it way off course. He had Kareem, under, Kareem Hunt underneath for, like, an easy 10-yard gain. He just didn't take it. He had, like, a flashback to the Washington game. Like, hey, I remember winning the game this way. I was the hero. Let me do this again. And it just, the wind completely blew it offline. And then Travis Kelsey needs to eat that ball and not throw it. He knows that, I'm sure. But he's like, hey, here's my chance to be the hero. And sparked this team to a win. And it's like everybody tried to be the hero and, and just fell flat on their face. And that just honestly kind of feeds even more into my did the Chiefs get Alex Smith? Because we you say that we've seen so many of these games where the Chiefs end up winning. And and what has been the Chiefs' MO in games like that? Not like, making making if, Having the other team make the mistakes. You wait until the other team screws it up. And Which is exactly what the Giants did. Yes. Exactly what the Giants did. And I and and so like the, it's it's the it's the MO, it's the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. You play the Chiefs game, you out Chiefs them. We're gonna wait for you to make the mistake. And usually we're really good at that back and forth, and mm-hmm. we weren't on Sunday. Who who are you mad at? Uh Mitch Schwartz. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm mad at our offensive line. I mean, that's that's I not thought, an excuse. Thing. I thought Fisher was terrible. Fisher's not good. I don't think he's. I I I'm really not don't sold think on Larry being good. good. I really watched the offensive line. I watched the all twenty-two on this, <laughs> and goddamn, is it boring? I don't know how these people watch the all twenty-two. There's no sound. It's like as emotionless as it gets. It's kind of interesting to see all the plays. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. But it's like it's like tiring work. It's like doing yard work or something. It's like I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> You gotta pop in. So I you gotta it. pop in the film, though, Dirk. You gotta pop the dude. That's how that's how desperate I was for to try and figure this out. Uh, I only watched the offensive plays, by the way. So I have a. I feel like I have a good grasp on the offense. Not mm. not really on the defense. Okay. Um, where's it going? What was the question? Who are you mad at? You said uh, the offensive line, really? Well, we're, I feel like we're paying these guys, and they're just not good. Yeah. Like these aren't the guys. Schwartz. Schwartz is on a decent contract, so I guess I'm not too mad at him. I think he's overrated, though. Tardif, I mean, was that his first game back or his second? He played a little bit of the Cowboys. Did he play? I think he played in the Cowboys. He's okay. Game. Fisher, we paid him. I don't think he's very good. It's just like, why are we paying these guys money? They're not good. They're not getting the job done. They haven't been able to handle a stunt in five years. Yeah. Uh, and that comes down to Andy Reid because, I mean, he's, I think he has a big hand in the offensive line and he's, and it's been consistent under him. You know who coaches the offensive line? His son? Yeah. So another, or isn't it Andy Heck? Isn't he in there too? Oh yeah, maybe his son coaches the defensive, defensive line. Well, let me tell you who else I'm mad at. <laughs> so 
I saw that someone asked Andy Reid specifically about Parker Anger. And they said, we just felt like Zach was a better player this week or something along those lines. Also so, in my notes, Fulton was not good. Um, he's, he's not good. No, he's not. He's really he bad at guard. Because Dominated. he can't, he like, they ask him to go out into space and he just can't do that mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, I mean. It's you, like we have a mismatched line. You had said that, like, we would see who was going to be the starter for the rest of the year, depending on who started on Sunday. And I didn't necessarily agree with that. Okay. I don't know if they're well, going to Well, it was mostly framed, around, mostly framed around anger. If they don't put right. him out this week, they're not going to put him out the rest of the season. And I, I still don't really know that. But it's weird that they're doing this at a couple different positions. Because suddenly they started Zach Fulton at left guard on Sunday. And suddenly they started Philip Gaines on Sunday. They're, Kenneth Acker played two snaps on Sunday. Terrence Mitchell played two snaps. Like, Philip Gaines was out there. We talked about him. Playing boundary corner. I mean, when they went to three, because Steven Nelson played, like, all but two plays, I think. Yeah, so so Philip Gaines got the, the third corner snaps. And I saw um, Nelson gave up, like, nine catches, or no, seven catches for 80 yards or so. So not a, not a great day at the office for Nelson. They just, I mean, I don't, I think that right now, so, <clears throat> let's stop. Let's stop for a second. Here's here's my here's my bottom line about where I think I'm at with these Kansas City Chiefs sitting at six and four with a week back half of the schedule or back third or whatever you want to call it. Um, the Chiefs have played. Let's just say the Chiefs have they haven't played each week, but you know, over the last. 40 weeks or something of, of 2017. There's only been five weeks when I thought that we were a Super Bowl team. And it started with beating New England. And during that stretch of being 5-0, and my expectations for this year, this season, this football team completely changed. Yeah. And then as soon as they lost to Pittsburgh, I didn't really feel that way anymore. And I got real mad. And said, like, if this is the way that you're going to play against this team, if you're going to play the exact same style of that playoff game and lose pretty much the exact same way, then what have you learned? But before the Patriots game, I was like, well, I don't even know if I need to see Alex Smith this year. Like, this season doesn't matter at all. And so during that five-week stretch, it was suddenly like, holy crap, Alex Smith is the MVP of the NFL. When we've seen 12 years of Alex Smith not look anything like that. And, you know, we we saw five weeks of this team just performing as good or better than anyone. And suddenly now they're 6-4. and four, and, and we would say that the Chiefs are not playing with house money anymore. But, like, did anyone really expect them to be much better than 6-4? and four? I mean, had the Chiefs lost the Patriots game and won the Giants game? Like, they're 6-4. and four. Had the Chiefs... You know, I think most people probably at the beginning of the year were like, yeah, we'll lose to Oakland on a Thursday night. Yep. You know? Um, maybe maybe they lose the Eagles game. Who knows? Like, But but 6-4 and four is not unreasonable. And so, like, I don't want to be, like, super angry about what we've seen, but everyone's expectations were adjusted based on five weeks. 
And it's only five weeks where anyone thought that this team was capable of winning a Super Bowl. But before the season, and since then, no one has really believed it. I would think. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're a victim of their own expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say the same look at players on the team, like Chris Jones. The only reason we're mad about where he's at right now is because he was so damn good last year. Did you see the and stat we, from Mosqueda that I tweeted out this week? No. Or I don't think so, maybe. It was, it's, he, he does this thing of like sacks and tackle, tackles for loss, and it put out like the top 40 this year, and someone said, I'm really disappointed that Chris Jones isn't on this list. Yep. And he actually said that I think Chris Jones has... I think it was 9.5 last year and 10 this year. 10 so far this year, and he still has six games left. And it's like, you know, people just expected him to like be an all-pro from day one of this season. Yep. But he's at, like he is progressing, just maybe not at the rate that you thought or something. Yeah. But yeah. by the time the year is over, you would think that the numbers are probably the, the second year worth of getting better. Yeah. I think... I think Andy Reid designed up a whole new offense that kind of took the NFL by storm for five weeks, mm-hmm. and then it got figured out. Other teams are using elements of it, but did I mean did it really get figured? I mean, I guess I, I is think it did. is I think the it's... counter to it just putting people in zone? Like, is that is that what got figured out? Because it's... I don't think they're doing all the misdirection stuff anymore. Yeah, because I don't think it works as well against the zone. Hmm. So maybe you could say Andy's outthinking himself and trying to counter when he doesn't really need to counter. Um, but I would teams are playing a lot of zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Giants played a lot of like man on the outside, and then zone over the middle, specifically on Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, where they kind of have two linebackers and a safety deep. They played a lot of cover two, mostly zone the whole game. Yeah. Um, and the Chiefs kind of beat them when they got man. They're two big pass plays. They had the one down the field to Tyreek, that was man single high, and then the deep pass to Ty- uh, to Travis Kelsey on the final drive, mm-hmm. or on the final driving regulation at least, that was man. And actually, Olivier Vernon got matched up on Kelsey, and it was just a he got roasted obviously. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing. The Giants came out and played a lot of, like, both middle linebackers in zone on Kelsey and then a safety over the top. So it's kind of like they had all this tension. It was a man zone look. Man up on the outside and then zone in the middle. I saw a ton of that. Uh, and, and another thing, they're showing, there's a few plays, because every play before the snap, I'd pause it. I'd be like, what does it look like the Giants are in? It looks like they're in man coverage. And there was a hand, definitely a handful of snaps where it looked like they're in man and then fell back into a zone. And Alex, you could see Alex, like, look to his, who he wanted to throw to. Hey, this is man coverage. I'm going to throw here. And then see that they're in zone and have to pull it back in. And then, because of his lack of talent, because of the weather conditions, most, mostly lack of talent, because I don't think this is r- rare to this game. I think it's over his career and over these last five games. He just doesn't have the talent to overcome that. Alex is really good when he can determine who he's throwing to before the snap and then throw it to him. If you take that away, he struggles. That's when he starts bailing out of the pocket. That's when he starts, I don't know, doing other Alex Smith things. He, doesn't, he can't like roll right and then find someone back left or something. He'll roll out and then cuts the field in half and then takes away you know, half his receivers there. So, and so I think they're confusing Alex pre-snap, mm-hmm. taking away his mind, and then playing zone 
which is kind of taking away a lot of Andy Reid's offense and what it does best. So, I think it was Seth that said during this stretch, the Chiefs have been losing pre-snap. So that speaks to that. Yeah. Based on you know what what your anecdote is there from watching all twenty-two. Um, I guess I just which seems. The thing is, it can't just be like they're playing zone. Because Andy Reid's been coaching for 20 years and been successful for 17 of them. Mm-hmm. And Alex Smith and Andy Reid have been playing together for four and a half years now. And it's never been that big of a problem. I mean, maybe... Maybe it's just highlighted because our defense isn't as good now, so we're not gutting out these wins. Like, maybe this happens more than we want to believe. Like, Andy's offense gets stifled like this. But they've been overcome by... Turnovers, defense, special teams, and they're just not anymore. I mean, if the Chiefs reel off six straight to finish the year and they're twelve and four, like they might be like the worst twelve and four team ever. Well, I don't, mean, don't forget about Oakland last year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just like I, I, I. We can I, see. Are they that bad? I don't know if I mean. I don't know. I don't fucking know either. I don't know if they're that bad, but I mean, I think everybody can look at it and just say like. It's going to take something really special to go out and and like make any kind of noise when it matters, I think. And, Which... and, and that's the thing that sucks, though, is that it shouldn't because what we saw in the first five games, that team on paper, I would say, is arguably worse than the team that we're watching right now. We have Steven Nelson playing football right now. I mean, we only got to see Eric Berry for one of them, right? Like, didn't he get hurt in week two? In week one. He got hurt during the Patriots game? Yes. Oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so, it's like, I guess you, yeah, you you know, you lose Eric Berry, but like, you got Steven Nelson back, like, I don't think that we're, we're dealing with other major injuries right now. We had a stretch of not having Morrison Tardif, but they're yeah. out there. I mean, we don't have Conley, I guess. And then you're not getting to see D Ford and Albert Wilson and, and some of these. Are, like, I think these are sneaky big losses. And and well, I, I think they could be. I don't. I mean, but that's to me. I feel like if the Chiefs' season rests on the shoulders of Albert Wilson. Or on D Ford, it would be great if D Ford mattered that much, but I don't think he does. Well, doesn't that you're make saying it the seem season like... rests on him? I mean, you could say if we have Albert Wilson and D Ford, we get an extra field goal and beat the Giants. Yeah, that doesn't mean that the season rests on it, but it's going to help win games like that. I, I guess, but yeah. I, doesn't it just feel like you're in a straw house if like those are the guys? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're they're better than I'm giving them credit for. But well, I just don't think either one of them are like genuinely impactful players on it. Well, maybe maybe just on a statistical level, we I need think. a pass rusher extremely bad. Oh, and we're going to talk about that's that the one today. thing D Ford can do. So you miss him there. <laughs> you talk about the lack of package plays. That's like Albert Wilson's mo. Yeah. He comes in, he runs the jet sweeps, he does the screens and stuff. He's a good blocker. Mm-hmm. Like, he really helps with the package plays. Like, it's just little things that are being taken yeah. away. I do and remember seeing a wide receiver screen where we threw it to Tyreek and his lead blocker out there was Dat. And I'm just like, 
mm, are you sure that's how you wanted to draw that up, Andy? We had one where I saw threw it to Travis Kelsey, and then Sherman was out there, and he got beat by a DB who made the tackle. I was like, Sherman, you want more than three snaps a game? You got to hold this DB off. Um, one other thing, one other thing I noticed, and I haven't heard anyone uh, touch on this, but. Alex threw, I guess not Alex, Alex and Kelsey threw three interceptions all targeted at Demarcus Robinson. And we talk about, mm-hmm. one of them got called back. There was the one to Jenkins that called yeah. back. It was a terrible pass interference call. Terrible call. Uh, the deep one. And then the one to deep over to Demarcus Robinson over the middle. Where maybe he ran the, the route at the wrong distance. Because Andy has kind of alluded to that, and I've heard people say it was that route. I didn't... So Alex threw the over-the-middle, he threw the Jenkins, and then he threw the shovel, shovel pass. And then Kelsey and threw the And one deep. of them got called back. And then so Kelsey we had four, one of them got called back, one of them was by Kelsey. Okay. But three of them to Demarcus Robinson, and he didn't put up a fight knocking those balls down. And we talked before about like the trust Alex Smith has in a Demarcus Robinson, and also in my notes is like, Look more at Demarcus Robinson because there's a few plays where he's open and Alex wasn't looking at him. But he's not going to go to him if he doesn't trust him to, you know, knock down bad passes and stuff. Like that's yeah. that's part of the problem right there. You can't have three passes that are targeted for you get intercepted, or else he's not going to target you anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone on the field where for every snap and you're not going to target him, that that puts a hole in your offense. And then you got Ross Travis. I, 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 he and Harris are so bad. They're bad. Harris is actually think... like makes plays sometimes. Ross Travis does nothing. He doesn't do anything. And he got as many snaps as Demetrius in the last game. They played the same number, yeah. And he got targeted. He got targeted on a third and two. And it's just like another thing. I feel like with the West Coast offense, the defense can kind of manipulate you into where to throw the ball, so that throwing deep to Ross Travis on third and two is technically the correct read. When you, you you do the say it out loud test and it's just like, no, do not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do, Don't do that. And it's, it's just Andy's offense kind of getting picked apart. I, I, I hate to uh, put it on my guy, but Andy's, uh, yeah, that, I think that's just a, a flaw in Andy's Reed's offense as a, as a big picture view. You mentioned uh, the Chiefs need a pass rusher. Someone that we're both fond of back in practice. Daddy's home. Daddy. Daddy's home. I don't know if and or when he will make any sort of an impact on this football season. I do, however, like to believe deep in my heart of hearts that the 2019 Chiefs will have a lot of daddy up there. Um, Really interesting to see him. But, I I mean... K-Pasa got in there on the first drive... Played three snaps, and then got, didn't see the field again. Really? So I'm guessing those were not good snaps for all K-Pasa. <laughs> yeah, three three defensive snaps. Four percent of the I Because like, on the first drive, like, whoa, K-Pasa's out there. That's weird. That's new. And then never again. So I was basically like, all right, well, we tried that out, and not going to work. Man, they brought Cam Thomas in this week. Uh, I after, was Tank Tyler after, out there. After the, the Roy Miller thing, and... Cam Thomas played 15 snaps on defense. Like, yeah, without Bailey in there. I mean, they won snaps for a little bit up. Yep, and Jenkins played 19, 19 wasted snaps in Dirk's opinion, I'm sure. Um, so, 
there's there's some interesting things that happen defensively, at least as far as the snap counts are concerned. Some of this has to do with D Ford not being out there, with Alan Bailey not being out there, um, and, and but but really, I think where all of the Chiefs fans are focusing is on the fact that like no one except for Bob Sutton believes that someone should be on the field aside from Terrence Mitchell, right? Like. Like Terrence Mitchell no, should be getting the snaps, yep. and it's and it's Bob Sutton against the world on that, right? Yes, correct. So I want to. The Gaines I, experiment needs to end. I, he shouldn't after, be on the team. I don't think. I I don't know if I, he he won't be next year. I think I can. I feel pretty confident about that. Um, but we mentioned Daddy back at practice. We know Tampa got held out. Andy Ford got held out. Um, I think that even with Daddy and Tampa and D Ford getting added, I have no idea what the impact of any of those players is going to be. And Frank Zombo basically played every snap on Sunday. And he played every snap. We we know what Frank Zombo is, and every once in a while he'll, he'll be like, "Oh, hey, Frank Zombo," uh, but that that's about it. How is he the only guy that can stay healthy, damn it? PFF said that Justin Houston had one of his best games of the season, and so did Seth. And if I can just be frank, <laughs> I think you guys are liars. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't care that, that you think, like, oh, look at how great he did against the run. Justin Houston is a pass rusher, and he did not create any pressure. He did not sack the quarterback. I don't care if I'm box score scouting. I want my outside linebacker to hit the quarterback. Oh, and he didn't do it. So I say he had a bad game. This show was amateur hour. I'm perfectly fine with it being an amateur opinion. But if you don't sack the quarterback, that's what he's paid for. That's what all of those pass rushers are paid for. They're called pass rushers. They're pass rushers. And I just like... I'm not. I can't be like, oh, Justin Houston had a great day because he had six run stuffs. I I love that he's great against the run. Damn, I was hoping to go right into the main uh, part. So you had a bad game. <laughs> I just like. I can't. I don't think it's only. The box warehouse. I mean, we watched the game. I don't. Did you think Justin Houston was impacting the game while watching it? No. Me neither. There is kind of a disconnect between some film watchers and some some game day watchers I about just Justin like, Houston's impact. And, and listen, and I he's mean, there. You see him make the great play on like the end around, the third down play. He's really good. I mean, he's really good at setting the edge on the run. The problem is, there's a really easy solution to that. Don't run it at Justin Houston. Right. Game. <laughs> Can I just... Dude, I love Seth. I do. I think the work that he does is fantastic. I think it's important. I really admire how hard he works outside of his own life. and um, I'm very thankful that he does all this for my football team because I feel like I get to benefit from it a lot of the time. But 
if someone wants to die on the hill of Justin Houston had a great game when I feel like he did not impact what Eli Manning was doing at all and he plays a position called pass rusher, I don't see the value in the work that you're doing. I'm just like, I'm sorry, like, why do you want to, what are you trying to debunk out there? Oh, Justin Houston had a great game just because he didn't have any sacks. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm not. I'm but okay. thank you, Seth, for continuing to do that work. Again, not like, I'm not in any way trying to come at Seth. Because it's it's just a matter of like, I want to see it. And, and I know that my eyes are not as well trained. And I'm never going to sit down and watch all 22. This is not going to happen. But, like, I don't feel like Justin Houston had an impact on that game the way that I've seen Justin Houston impact games before. Yeah, I mean, I think the disconnect might be... Eli drops back to pass, five-step drop, Justin Houston beats his man, and would get to Eli, but Eli just throws it well before he would ever get there. So Seth looks at it and sees a good play by Justin Houston, because he defeats his block. Mm -hmm. And if Eli held the ball, then he would get there and do something, but Eli just throws it because his guy's open. So you look at it like Justin Houston not having any impact on that play, and Seth looks at it like he beat his man on that play. Yeah, And both of you guys are right. There's, there's no, there's so, no wrong answer there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. This might be a little hot. Might be a little hot. I've been waiting for some hot. I thought you'd be coming in here, Mahomes in it up. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll get there. I think our secondary is better than our pass rush. I think that people are, are for the most part, pointing a lot of fingers at the secondary. And generally speaking, I think that our secondary is better than our pass rush, because. If I look at it, how the team is constructed right now, I think that the Chiefs have the pieces in the secondary, and they also have, frankly, the biggest excuse that they're trying to cover up by not having Eric Berry. And I look at what we're doing as far as the pass rush is concerned, and I would say that as far as like getting after the quarterback, I don't think that Chris Jones is living up to what people hoped for this year. And it essentially just feels like Justin Houston is out there doing it by himself. And if I enter this offseason and I say, what is the number one need for this football team? Pass rusher. It is a pass rusher. Yeah, and I've got people talking about potentially trying to trade Alex for a corner. And what corner are they going to take in the second round? And I'm like, no. No. The Chiefs need a pass rusher. Tomba's not going to be here next year. Presumably, D. Ford may not be here next year either. Oh, yeah. And, and so, then you're talking about Justin Houston, Frank Zombo, and Daddy Nicholas are the players that you have at outside linebacker. And Justin and, Houston's and body is... Tano, too, I guess, but, like... I, I still see him as an edge. I don't know. And they seem to, but he's a developmental player, and, and I just, like, they need an impact pass rusher. I would not be surprised if instead of drafting someone with that first pick, they made a splash in free agency. See, I don't know if they if, have the money for it. I think they can free up quite a bit, I guess, if they get rid of everyone we've talked about before. I think I think the number that I saw, because people were never really considering D. Ford, I think the number I saw was if you get rid of Alex, DJ, Tamba, and D. Ford, that you clear like $40 million. I think that included Alan Bailey and maybe Ron Parker, too. But yeah, oh, I saw the same number. Like, it was, it was big. Yeah. And I mean, some of those are, are tough, but like... If I, I think that 
there's a, to me there's no reason to keep D Ford or DJ or Tamba. Nope. And you can talk about how what you want to do with Alex, but I just hope that you you trade Alex, and that'll be more of the the Mahomes talk. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. The pass rusher is going to be the biggest need for the Chiefs, uh, and also I mean Justin Houston's body is what 35 years old right now. Like I know he's not, mm-hmm. but he he plays like an old man. He does. He his Absolutely. top speed is is like defensive tackle speed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's super strong. And he plays his edge, and he can beat people one-on-one and, and whatever, but he looks like an old man. So I don't think he's yeah. going to age very well. I'm not, I'm not counting on much from Justin Houston at age 33. What you hope for from Justin Houston is that somehow the speed at which he plays right now just doesn't diminish, and you get him to be like James Harrison, where all he does is no give chance. you give you like the eight or nine sacks and really good at playing the run for like the rest of his career and he's just the same player year in and year out but you're never going to get 22 sack Justin Houston again. But it'll be Justin Houston at 32 and James Harrison at like 37. Yeah, I mean, I think right now honestly like Houston is hanging on by a very thin thread and that might be like his Achilles. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but I just I, I Come don't Come on, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Dude, listen, we, we just lost to a team that was 1-8. and eight. It's all bad for me right now. I don't understand. It's all bad. I watch other teams rush three, and I feel like the, the defenders work so hard, and they don't stop fighting until they get to the quarterback, and one of them typically breaks free after not too long. And I see the Chiefs rush three, and I just see three guys sitting there getting eaten by blocks. And they're just kind of... You know, slapping, they're slap fighting, and they're kind of looking, and they're waiting for the ball to be thrown. And they don't seem to have any urgency to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's scheme, or motivation, or lack of talent, or what, but it's very off-putting. Like, there was a play, I remember Eli dropped back, and he just sat back there for like eight seconds. And our guys just never even sniffed it. They never even put pressure on him. They never even made a move off his spot. Eli just sat there. I don't, and I just I don't get why that's a thing. Like I feel like we have talent along the line, and they should be better than that. While the one and nine Giants also have talent, I guess I'm not going to take that away. But they find a way to fight through the blocks, mm-hmm. and so it's disappointing in both our offensive line and defensive line that that happens. I'm going to ask you a question, and then we're going to take a quick breather, and then we'll uh, we'll finish this thing up today. Raheem Nunez Rochez, your boy. One of the quotes after the game, all the answers are in this room. Do you believe that? Well, I still believe, I haven't given up hope on, in, on 2017. I'll say that. And I'm not going to chast, I've, I've gotten on people the past few weeks for giving up in 2017, which I thought was too early. Uh, I'm not going to do that now, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I have not given up hope because I still believe in the talent on the team. I believe the talent is there to be a good team. Maybe not as good as the Patriots or Steelers. But the talent is there. I think the coaching is still there. I still believe in Andy Reid. We've won a lot of football games over four and a half years. That doesn't just go away because of one bad game or a bad stretch here. We've, we've had these bad stretches pretty much every year. And the opportunity is still there. So we are still heavy favorites to win the division and host the playoff game and make the final eight. 
And as long as my team is in the playoffs, I am not going to give up hope because it's not a seven-game series where you're playing the Warriors so you don't have a chance. It's a one-game thing. Lots of things can happen in one game. We beat the best two teams in the league already this year in a one-game playoff. That's all we got to do. So I will never lose hope if my team is heading towards the playoff, even if I'm pessimistic on their chances against, say, the Patriots or Steelers. I will still uh, cheer my ass off for the team to win and to get there and, and still have hope in my heart. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't get this, like, I don't want to be let down in January again. Like, I, sure, bring it on. I want to get hyped for a game in January again. Because I've watched so many Chiefs seasons where I've been done with them by before September was over. So I'm not going to throw away seasons where we're making it in January just because I don't think we can beat a team, and I'm not going to get my hopes up. I, I want to live with the team. I want that emotional roller coaster. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, if I can... Thanks, for- Ricky Nonius Roaches, for, for <laughs> getting that out of me. If I can force you to think a little bit more micro on it... What's that, big? Micro smaller. Small, gotcha. Micro machines. Oh, yeah. Oh, so nice. So... You know, I took ma- macro and economics, and I still don't know the difference. It's yeah. just one of those I'll never learn. So, he said that all of the answers are in the room. So, I'm the way that I want you to try to answer this question is, like, do you think that they have everything that they need? I know that you said, like, you know, it's sort of the any given Sunday. Like, if, if the Chiefs are favored to be in the final eight, like, yeah, I want to be there. I just, I want to see that. I give give me the game, give me the opportunity because yeah. anything. Can give happen. me a seven point underdog going into Pittsburgh. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. You think? Do you think they've got it? Like, is there is uh, there something about the Chiefs that is so easily exploitable that they're like this is just an inherently flawed football team, and the answers are not in the room? Oh yeah, that's very possible. Okay. I mean, it's it's I'm not I'm not a black and white guy. I'm a percentages guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna say. You know, they have a twenty percent chance to win that game, okay. and I'll get excited over the twenty percent. Right. But they have obvious flaws. I mean, all over the team, they do. But I just like the reason that I if you can just play zone and defeat the Chiefs' offense, yeah, they're not going to get it done. And I, but I don't, I don't think that that. I think that you're talking about playing the numbers. Like I don't think that lasts, and that's because I, I believe in Andy Reid. You know, you don't uh, think what lasts. That, like, just playing zone makes the Chiefs not be able to score. Gotcha. I mean, people ask that question, like, how do you score nine points when you have Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey? And people are like, I, I don't know. When they all had decent games, too. Yeah, they all played like, well. That's, that's, that was a troubling sign. Like, all three, that's <laughs> why I was pointing point. at, like, the secondary signs. Because, like, damn, all three of our guys, that's why I looked at the total yards, actually. Because, like, all three of our good guys played at least decent. Mm-hmm. They all had at least, what, 70 yards? Something like that. I would say. Yeah. So that's why I was looking up total yards. Like they had to have put up some yards in this game. Like why are they not? I think that if Kareem Hunt's two like long gainers don't get called back for holding, he probably had a hundred because he had seventy eight with with two twelve to fifteen yard runs called back. Can I just say? Can I? Am I allowed to be mad at that Tardif holding call in overtime? Uh, so bad. Yeah. I mean, so bad. Like I, I, I get it. Like I get why you. While you laugh at me for, for calling out like a bad call and losing to the one and nine Giants. But that was a terrible call. And also, I mean, there should have been PI on it shouldn't have been PI on Jenkins. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I I, I get it. Calls are going both ways, but that was a very bad call. All right, we're gonna take a breather. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Okay, so as a means of trying to, I don't know, understand just how the Chiefs lost this football game, because pretty much everybody everywhere, I mean, what, what, how much were they favored by on the road? Like 11 and a half or something? Yeah, like 10. Um, Got down to 10, I think. I, and I think in listening to Simmons and Sal, they said that like, like the favorites were like nine and three or something on Sunday, and yet they still lost. Like all these people lost all this money, basically because the Chiefs yeah, lost on their little teasers. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna try to get to the bottom of this with a little thing I like to call "What happened?" What happened? Dirk, what happened on Sunday? Uh, the wind was blowing. <laughs> and as, as Sam Ellinger points out, the wind is a bad matchup for the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, and they also have to play in that same stadium after the Bills game. I know. We, go, we go to the Jets. That's Eef. frightening. All right. Well. Dirk, was Andy Reid too focused on Thanksgiving dinner? Give me the stat. Chiefs, 1-4 in their games before Thanksgiving. Oof. Under Andy Reid? Why would you think Andy Reid would lose so because before Thanksgiving? <laughs> Why, what would be the connection there? I don't know. He's hungry. I oh. am too. I can't wait. Hungry, yeah. All yeah. right. Well. What happened? Dirk, what happened, man? Albert Wilson wasn't playing. The Chiefs are 0-3 without him this year, averaging a paltry 13 points per game. Five and one with him, thirty-two points per game with him in the lineup. Wow! Night the nineteen-point man. That's unbelievable. And you call him out. Did Alex Smith watch the wrong tape this week? I mean, these are the twenty seventeen Giants, not the two thousand seven Giants. Can he confirm. was so jittery in the pocket that it, it's almost like he just assumed that. Michael Strahan and Matthias Kiwanuka and whoever else was Justin Tuck coming after him. OC Human Yora. There, all of them. Huh. What happened? The NFL didn't spot the ball right on the last play. They should have spotted it at the five, not the two, and it made the field goal infinitely easier. <laughs> What happened on Sunday? I don't know. According to Mitch Holtis, we've never won back-to-back AFC West titles. Are we just going down that road? It's impossible. Was it was it destined to be? <laughs> what happened? I don't know what happened on Sunday. I don't think Dirk does either. But let's put a pin in the Giants game. Wait, I have one more. You did? Oh, what happened? Doug Peterson was actually the mastermind behind it all. Oh. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Those are all the potential things that happened, but um, I want to... I think it's time. I think it's time, Dirk. Time to illuminate the Pat signal. You heard me. You heard me right. The Pat signal. So, 
<laughs> I thought so. Did long, I hear you? I so long and hard about how to be Patman. The, the Pat signal. Um, Shouldn't it be the Pat, the Pat Man signal? I don't know. Look, um, I say it's time. It's not time. Um, oh, it's not. I. It's time to to maybe shine the the light because I liked what Pat signal could be, but I don't think that. <laughs> Damn it. You gotta get off Pat Signal, man. I know. <laughs> you gotta stop trying to make Pat Signal happen. He's, he's doing the dice thing too much. <laughs> it's the only thing he's got. Uh, I don't know who it was. Um, let's say ChiefsFan69420 on Twitter. Great follow. He said that the biggest problem with playing Mahomes right now well, it said it was something to the effect of a coach that thinks he's going to lose his job puts in the rookie quarterback at this point or something, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I don't believe that. What I do believe, though, is that if at any point, barring injury, you play Patrick Mahomes instead of Alex Smith, I think that it greatly diminishes his trade value. There are others that don't really agree with that or are not on board with that, but like... I think that you have to do everything you can to try to ride the what Alex Smith looked like in the first five weeks and hope he gets back on track and gets back in the MVP race, which I think is probably out of reach at this point. But um, I want there to be this illusion that like the Chiefs have a decision to make. And if you start Patrick Mahomes because of Alex Smith's play... I mean, teams are just going to... They're, what, you're going to get a six-round pick? Like, that doesn't do anything. Well, I'm, I'm way more worried about how this season ends than the compensation we're going to get for Alex. Hmm. I'm not that focused on the difference between, like, a second and a fifth-round pick. I am. And I also don't... I think the thing that would drive his value up the most is if you bench him and then we really fall apart. Like, Patrick Mahomes just can't run the offense. And it's like, hey, Alex Smith is actually doing a really good job, and... He got pushed out the door. Um, As Chiefs fans, no one expects that, though. Like, every, everyone is, I mean, the talk is, well, look what Deshaun Watson did for Houston. There's no reason to believe that. I like Patrick how the Holmes only two arguments are what Deshaun Watson did, which is like <laughs> playing an NFL MVP level for four weeks, or what Nathan Peterman did, which is throw five picks and a half. Those are the only two options. Like, that's what we're going back and forth on. Like, yeah. no, he's more like Deshaun Watson, so it'll be like that. Well, and people keep looking at it in a vacuum and saying, like, Patrick Mahomes could go 24 of 40 for, you know, 230 yards and throw two picks. So why not have him do that instead of Alex? I think, first off, there's a chance that Mahomes might not be ready whatsoever. He might not have the playbook down. He might be impossible to play right now. There's, there's a chance of that, and it's something we would have no idea about. Mm-hmm. Only Andy Reid and the people in that building would know. Um, I do think Andy will redesign the offense once it is Patrick Mahomes' time. So, I think you could argue that he needs a whole offseason to do that. Mm-hmm. And... So doing it right now would be virtually impossible. Or you could kind of look at it like Mahomes is going to give this team a spark 
And if Andy can't, if, maybe he already has it, you know, ideas in his head of what he wants to do. And it's just as, you know, as much as putting it down on paper and, and putting it into action. Then it could be the curveball that, that kind of propels the Chiefs. Um, I see both ways. I mean, I've been really back and forth um, on what, on how to do it, on what the right move is, I guess. And for me, it comes down to if you still believe 2017 is a thing, if the Chiefs are still alive in 2017, and I would say they are um, because I'm a hopeless romantic, I guess. And so I would continue playing Alex. Um, but if you think there's no chance 2017 is the answer, then I, I, I also see the argument for getting Mahomes the experience. Because we talked about one of my core beliefs is a quarterback's going to struggle in his first year on the job. Mm-hmm. And so if you play Mahomes for six games this year, you can knock some of that out of the way right now. So I get that. Uh, I'm very back and forth. I am still in the Alex Smith camp. I still think, I think this week will be a huge sign of what's to come for the Chiefs. If they lay another egg, if they lose, I think I'll be singing another story next week. And, it, and you can get me for saying this last week, because I probably kind of did. And I would just say, my response would be, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the bye week wasn't what inspired them. So hopefully this embarrassing loss will be what inspires them. And if they come out and lay another egg, I think they just have problems in the locker room. And this team just isn't going to figure it out. I I think I would lose hope if they don't come off that embarrassment and respond this week. So I'm kind of all over the place here, obviously. Mm -hmm. I am still sticking with Alex um, because I still believe 2017 is a thing. So let me ask you this because... um... I listened to like the the post game, uh, like the Facebook live or whatever it is that the guys from the Star did, and a lot of people were just like one word sending in the Facebook comments, and it was just Mahomes, 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 and one of Therese's top responses and top like points about it, which I found really interesting, and I just. I have so much respect for Therese and what he does, but, like, this is something that I just don't think I completely agree with. And some of it, it'll be interesting to, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Therese said that if you put in Mahomes instead of Alex, that you're basically conceding that the season is over. And he said... What do you say to men like Justin Houston who are out there playing in whatever condition that their body is in and laying it on the line, but we're just going to, you know, go put the rookie out there instead of Alex. And, and I understand, I guess what he's saying, but like, I guess I'm choosing to believe that they would look at it as more of a spark rather than a, we think the season's over, so we're going to play this kid. I mean, you look at the way that they reacted during the preseason when Mahomes was doing Mahomes things. And it's, it's not just the offensive players being excited, like, look what he just did. I can't wait to, you know, be able to do that more often. But like defensive players getting, like, he was exciting 
they got excited about him. And I know that Alex is maybe a more calming presence or he's a veteran or whatever. And Mahomes, it's going to be a little frantic, you know. Um, but, like, do you, th- do you think that that's, it would be hard for the veteran players if they made the switch at quarterback and, and they'd be like, well, pfft. Do I should I go continue to play as hard because this year's over? It's possible. I also think it's possible that they see Patrick Mahomes in practice all the time, and they see that he's how much more talented he is than Alex Smith, and maybe they're frustrated at that. Like there was about five passes on Sunday that Alex just dropped about five yards short of the receiver, and you just see them kind of look at the sideline and throw their arms up, like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Mm-hmm. And they're right. And so I almost wonder if some of them think, man, Mahomes is the much better quarterback. Alex just has the job because he's Andy's guy and blah, 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 and all this. But he, but Mahomes is better. Like, I see him throw the ball. He's better. He would give us the better chance to win. So, I don't know. Without talking to the players, without seeing him in practice, it's it's very hard to for me to say how they would think about that. I guess I just, um, I think that, I mean, maybe maybe it is all about timing. And next year, they will know that they're going to be going through some growing pains and whatnot. But they're going to be excited. And at, at this somewhat late stage in the season, through 10 of your 16 games, they just don't think that it would be the right move. I Like, I guess, but... I just I just thought that Therese was off for him to basically just say like I mean especially when he's talking about Justin Houston specifically like he's like he he's going to be distraught like the year is over so why should I you know why should I put my body on the line every week if you're going to you know switch out these quarterbacks and I'm looking at it saying the Chiefs have a two game lead in the division with six games against bad teams to go like it's a, it's they top in. out so much higher with his skill set, and and it's it's purely about the skills. It's not about the decision making in terms of like what the offense can be. But we also know that it can go lower because if Pat Mahomes is making bad decisions, then you know they're going to put themselves in bad positions. It could be a train wreck. I could see Mahomes starting it being. It could be really, really bad. bad, and I think yeah. that's maybe that's what he's alluding to. If Patrick Mahomes starts and he looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Then what do you say to the team? Yeah, like this. This was your answer, um, man. Part of me doesn't want to see Mahomes go in there and struggle just because I want to be excited about him all off season. Is right. that? Is that? No, that's that's totally fair. That I do. Fair? Think, I do think that. Uh, I also want to see Mahomes for one game. I want to see the Nick Foles one game tryout. I want to see it, and the perfect game for it is the next game at the Meadowlands. Oh yeah, I mean because of because of the potential wind because of the wind his... they talk about the wind is always bad there, and if Alex Smith cannot play in the wind, which is so hard for me to fathom, <laughs> but it looked like it. He, Andy was calling he called so many receiver screens, and I think it's just because he didn't trust Alex, mm-hmm. uh, and and I could see why because if you saw some of his first half passes, it was like he cannot throw the ball. He is. Physically incapable of throwing the ball in this wind. Now, you saw him throw a couple of them that, that would lead you to believe the opposite is true. Because mm-hmm. uh, at least the pass to Kelsey at the end was was really nice. The one that Tyreek kind of held up and Tyreek made a nice play. But 
That's a really sad state of affairs, man. If you if you watch a game and you feel like your coach doesn't trust your quarterback. Did you like, not think that? On no, no, I'm not. Because they came out the second half and it was like, run, wide receiver screen. Run, wide receiver screen. And like, that was the offense. Yeah, it's... Until I, Andy lost his mind and called him Travis Kelsey pass. I'm, and I, I kind of got that because it was like, hey, if our quarterback can't throw it, let's have someone with a stronger arm throw it. And if we're not going to put Mahomes in there, that's Travis Kelsey. I don't, I don't do the the ego thing that some folks like to and say that like Andy Reid is just you know trying to prove how smart he is and blah blah blah. I've I've heard I've heard some folks say that. I think it was kind of a pissing match with that throw. I really don't understand the play call. I really don't because we saw the Giants do that weird formation of splitting your tackles yeah. out like a quarter before that, and yeah. then suddenly the Chiefs are doing it, and I'm like. Andy, what, what? As soon as I saw them line up like that, I'm like, this, what, why? Why? I figured it'd just be a screen pass. I just, I just, no, 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 no. They were in pretty good shape up until that pass. Um, so the other thing to consider with Mahomes, uh, we'll do this and then, then we'll get out of here. I think, I think it was Lewis Riddick. It doesn't matter. Why don't I always just, I, I just spouting off names. It doesn't matter. Some person out there. Maybe it was at L Riddick sixty nine four twenty ESPN. <laughs> um, he said, like the thing with rookie quarterbacks, and especially the thing with Mahomes, is that like it seems like right now what he has to study is just being able to like split, like spit out all of the terminology, and so it's like. He's trying to consume as much of that and memorize as much of that as possible, and he's not even processing information. He's not even able to like go out there and start thinking about all the pre-snap stuff and reading the defense. It's more about like just trying to take in what he's supposed to do before he can even get to the second level of of what it takes to be a quarterback. Yes, and so like I, I hear it's very that. possible. I hear that, but like I also. I don't know. I I watched Deshaun Watson, and it's like you can't tell me that Deshaun Watson just knew the entire offense in and out and knew exactly what the defense was doing in and out. Like, no. At some point, your instincts and like just being a football player takes over. And I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like Steam and Willie Beeman. You know, I, like that's I just De- what was, I'm imagining. Deshaun is more pro ready because I think his offense was a little more NFL centric than than. Mahomes was, at least. Uh, I and think I think Bill O'Brien has been working... His plan was to go to Deshaun Watson this year. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Chiefs' plan, I'm guessing, was to never even think about playing Mahomes this year. I think Bill O'Brien would try to lead you to believe that his plan was to go to Deshaun Watson at halftime of week one. <laughs> it played out exactly as he thought it would. <laughs> I remember thinking that was so idiotic. For like, he's going to start a game? Like, why? Um... I do think that's like 35% the case. There's a 35% chance that Mahomes cannot go out there and play right now. And so all this discussion is just a totally moot point because yeah. it's, not, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. I think that Watson also like greatly benefited from the fact that he has DeAndre Hopkins. And it was just like, I when in doubt, throw it to one of the best receivers in the league and so you have to wonder whether it would whether you want to look at, at as saying like Watson being on the Chiefs 
or if you want to look at it like from what will they do with Mahomes and what's what is Mahomes like what's his default going to be I mean I don't know if it's Travis Kelsey I do know that obviously having Tyreek is great and Pat likes to chuck it down the field I know that having Travis Kelsey is great and I mean he can do everything in the middle of the field and um, I mean, and, and he's got Kareem Hunt, too. Like, I, I think that the weapons in Kansas City are better than the weapons in Houston. But I do wonder if Mahomes or, I mean, I don't know, even Alex Smith, if they would really benefit from a player like Hopkins. And maybe that's just so low-hanging fruit. Like, of course, DeAndre Hopkins would make any team better. But instead of having a short and very fast receiver and then maybe the best tight end in the NFL, but like actually having an outside guy that's a bigger body and can just beat people based on his, his sheer athleticism and talent. I mean, I don't know. I just, I felt like that's what Watson did when the clock started ticking down and he was having issues then the pocket breaks out and whatever. It was just like find Deandre Hopkins and throw him the football or run. Yeah. Run a little bit. And Mahomes, I think that, like, we didn't... See, I mean, we, we saw some of it, but, like, Mahomes can scoot. He can scoot. Oh, yeah. I always thought he was, like, powerful runner watching him in college. He was... Mm-hmm. Knew how to get to the first down, and he would it's, run with some authority. It's fun to think about. It's fun to think about. It's, but, it's, I mean... It's a good discussion. I don't think he's going to play. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's... The Chiefs are probably more in on 2017 than any of us are. And people may not think that because of the way that they've played the past few weeks and you're frustrated. But, like, I I can see where... Well, don't be short-sighted enough to think that this team can't get hot again. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You like, can think the that, Chiefs like, are... they're not going to beat the Patriots or Steelers again. That's totally fair. But to think that this is going to be the team the rest of the way out no. is, is not giving the coaching staff enough credit. I would say right now the Chiefs, at worst, finished 10-6. Four and two over their last six. That's that oh, is at what, worst. That's what I say. I think I think, I think the wheels could fall. Off. I think huh? the could fall. Off. You think the Chiefs will fall off? I think the Chiefs' wheels could fall off. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think I don't know. I I don't I think, think the schedule is very good. The, is there any chance they don't win the AFC West? Yeah. Who's good? who would win it? The Chargers? I think the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Are they four and six right now? Yeah. People are people are like saying the Chargers are. Like, pretty frisky. I think Philip Rivers is terrible. I think he's so bad. It doesn't matter with all the weapons. I think Rivers is awful. I think you're painting too much of your picture of, like, how he looked against the Chiefs because he was really bad against the Chiefs. I think he's awful. When he hasn't been... His other, like, his other games aren't nearly that bad. Like, mm-hmm. just going down the stat sheet, it's just like, well, here's the one that sticks out. He looked terrible against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think he's bad. Well, so either of those... I think Matt Stafford either, sucks, too, though. For either... <laughs> I think Rodgers sucks, so... <laughs> Tariko! <laughs> whoa, whoa. Can't talk about Tariko anymore. He's on the list. Oh, you didn't know? Huh. Yeah. Everyone you admire is going to be on the list eventually. They're all terrible people. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. That's yeah. too bad. Allegedly. Okay. Alleg- allegedly. They're all alleged. Um, where's it going? Before you interrupted me with that. Oh, I don't know. We were just talking about the, all the quarterbacks that suck. Especially Philip Rivers. Oh, okay, so either of those teams, either the Raiders, are the Raiders three and seven right now? Um, you know, we could just look at the standings and figure this out, but I just don't. Want I don't care. Either either one of them would have to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead because mm-hmm. they're both going to play KC at Arrowhead. So if one of them wins that game, then they're only one game behind, mm-hmm. ostensibly. So, okay. 
Uh, I do think it's possible. I mean, I think if they don't come out and respond this week, I'm expecting them to. If they don't this week, I think the wheels could really fall off. And so I might be singing from Holmes next week under the impression that this team just... Scared of the Bills? Yeah. With Tyrod back. I I think LaShawn's going to have a field day. Tyrod and LaShawn McCoy is a good combo. Mm -hmm. That's a combo that could dice us up. They don't have a whole lot of receiver, but neither did the Giants. (laughs) So that's great. You don't respect Roger Mason Jr.? Or Roger Lewis Jr.? I didn't know that. I always get him confused. Travis Shepard? You don't respect Travis Shepard? Number one whiteout. Sterling Shepard? Travis Shepard? I don't fucking know. Sterling Shepard's your guy. Travis Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, this has been Amateur Hour. I'm Ryan Scott Hall. He's his darkness. The Chiefs are 6-4. and They play the Bills on Sunday. And this is Sublime with the full version of the song that we were having fun with. What happened? You got to get on the highway. You got to go to work. You're going to sell some booze. Got to go to work. I really, really loved the I normally like Bud Light. You like that? Or Slight Miller Light. Did you like the 25 beer racks that I got to follow it? Like, people were actually... I didn't look at the no, responses. look at the replies. It's just 25 people telling me what beers they like. And what... I mean, what what types of... I don't know. They're all over the place. <laughs> Some people said Yingling. I'm like, look, guys, I'm not... This isn't me. That's why it's in quotes. I'm not quoting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I, I was just like, imagining the person that had to walk in and say, like, I drink these mass produced domestics. Yeah. What other things should I try? Yeah, I was and like, it's like, uh, have you tried original coolers? Yes. Yeah, How do you feel about PBR? I was like, you might like Blue Moon. He's like, no, nah, I don't like Blue Moon. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be tough. Do you guys have Old Milwaukee? Yeah. I like Old Milwaukee. We, we serve the Old Mill, as we call it. I think it's like the cheapest people got. The cheapest six-pack and 12-pack. It's good. It's pretty good. You know, Hams is the fastest-growing beer in the in country. It's horrible. I can't do it. can't drink can't it. can't Hams it? <laughs> See, I can't eat Hams. I love There's two hams. types of people in this world. People that drink Hams and people that eat Hams. Uh I'll eat hams. I'll drink hams. I'm not gonna, not gonna. Together we make one normal person. Let's have a ham. Let's have a ham party. Mm. Oh yeah, I could do that. What are you thankful for? Ham. No. <laughs> Turkey. Hams. <laughs> <laughs> but hams like on a lady. Yeah. <laughs> or is that yams? Yams. Yams. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for Patrick Mahomes. I'm thankful for Andy Reid. I'm thankful for the ability to see, because I hear people talk about how they have bad vision, and I can't relate at all, because I have really good vision, and it sounds mm. terrifying to not yeah, have good vision. That would, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. I'm thankful for the Santoses. Cairo? Uh, I'm Whatever, I don't care. I'm sure Danny's excited, for some random reason, maybe. They're like the Chiefs farm team now, like the Titans used to be. Mm-hmm. Although, Jay, I don't think Jay Hard. Jay yeah. Hard just sitting home, isn't it? I think so, bro. With a bad hit? Yeah. Oh, all right. See. Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great.